0: This is the table of contents. so uh, it's just ten, 10 slides uh like 10 main topics
1: and each slide has a lot of content on it because i don't like to have it spread out and then you like can't see the forest or the trees you know all, all at the same time um so I'll, I'll be going through the slides you don't have to read them um and uh yeah if you guys have questions throughout let me know otherwise i'll try to get through it quick just so we can get to questions at the end uh for the- yeah, we're going, all right, that's good. Um, so I, I split it up into there's uh, patent topics, open source topics, and then a mix of the two, uh, what Carr calls open source patents, which are just patents in the open source context. I'll go over just the basics of what patents cover, how they differentiate between that and copyright, trade secrets, um, trademarks, uh, just the other IP. Then um, just go over the patent process, what patents, what the, the parts of the patents are, Uh, Then for open source, there's going to be three licenses that I'll be going into that are very different. There's the MIT license, which is really common, the GPL uh, license, uh, which is a copyleft license, and then uh, the Apache license. Um, So I'll just kind of go over what those are, how they deal with patents, and uh, what they cover. And then um, I'll get into Tesla's position. So a lot of people know that Elon talks bad about patents. So he says uh, patents are for the weak, or he says that... uh, that he open sources his patents but um, it actually he doesn't really open source his patents uh, or at least not all of them he also has tons of patents that he files every year and uh, I mean his stance is actually pro open source and so I think that the way he does it is a good way to use patents and use them mostly defensively and so I'll get into that as well and then I have just example software patents some of them deal with um, things like chat GPT mid journey um, and I tried to find some blockchain type patents and maybe we could try to find more uh, but I'll just go through them very quickly just so you can see what they look like um, and just kind of what they cover. Um, so the, for the first slide, uh, what is the patents? Um, I don't know if you all, are you able to see this or should I zoom in? Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of information on each page. I'll go I'll go through it slowly. Uh, I only have 10 substance slides, so I can just get through it. For IP, there's four different types of IP. There's uh, patents, trademarks, trade secrets, and copyright. Patents cover ideas, copyright. So the idea itself, not how it's written. So some people that have uh, software think if they reword the source code, then it gets over the patent, but that's not true. You could reword it any way you want as long as it still follows the same flow and same ideas are are covered. Uh, It doesn't matter how it's worded, it'll still cover it. And also people say that software is always advancing. So how do I know that my patent will still cover something that comes in the future? And as long as it builds on the idea, it's the The patent will still cover it uh so i'll I'll go into the next in the next slide i'll go further into this but the main the main thing is patents cover ideas copyrights cover expressions so it's the way that things are written so if you write a book uh like maybe like you write a harry potter book if someone uh, takes those characters those characters are copyrighted so if i write a a book about harry potter doing something in the wizard world um they could sue me for copyright infringement because i stole the uh the creative aspects of it uh, and the way that it was expressed. And then also, if you for source code, if you copy the actual way it's written, that'll also be copyright protected. But then if you were to reword it, it would not be copyright protected. So it's all about how it's written and not the idea itself. Um, so like this is your guys's Club uh, Labs copyright uh, symbol, and they have this at the bottom of their web, web pages. The reason that you include on in the bottom of your web pages is to give them notice uh, so if someone were to copy something like the images that are on your website or if they just copy and paste uh, like the text that you include there, uh, you could have, now that you have the notice, you get statutory damages, which means that every time that they infringe, every time that they repli- like reproduce the images or the content that you have on your page, you could sue them and no matter how much money they've made off of replicating it, you can get statutory damages of $150,000. So without that notice, you'd only get $200 because they're not uh, aware that you have copyright. Anyway, so then trademarks, uh, that's Publabs trademark. It's something that gives you brand recognition. So when someone sees it, they know that that's your product or your service and not someone else's. Trade secrets is uh, whenever you safeguard something or like, a, like if you don't produce your source code. If you have your source code um, just within the company and you, you don't show anyone what it looks like, um, the reason you have trade secret laws is if there's like a rogue, usually a rogue employee. So, if an employee takes all the source code, puts it on a flash drive, they quit, they go over to a competitor, they take that uh, that source code, and they try to use it for competing product. Um, first off, that's trade secret. It, it's a trade secret issue because they they stole um, something that was supposed to be safeguarded, um, like a business secret. And then it's also copyright protected. So that'd be copyright infringement because they didn't reword it. Uh, and it could be patent, if it was patent protected, it could be patent infringement as well. Uh, so you need to have patent on it though. Okay. So those are the four types. Uh, then I, I, the, the next big bullet is about patents themselves. They cover the idea for 20 years from the time that you file it. Uh, and then, uh, in contrast to copyright, which copyright's is kind of extreme where you have 70 years or 95 years for corporations, uh, from the time of creation. So it's actually 70 years from the time of death. So like, uh. Yeah, it's a long time design patents are 15 years i won't go into design patents they're not usually applied to software um, it's mostly things that are like tangible like maybe the shape of a car um, things like that um, it's not about usefulness it's about the way that things look so trademarks are renewable t- in 10-year increments and every 10 years you have to prove that people recognize your brand with your product or service um anyway 20 years for patents um and it protects making, using, selling, or importing the product. Uh, at the top, I have the USBTO's logo, so I, I reference the USBTO all the time. Um, it's just the Patent and Trademark Office. That's what issues the patents, and that's uh, that's it for that slide. So, for the uh, the next slide, I get into why people want patents, and so. Um, main reason is for, for the clients that I have is the sharp tank idea where if you're going to be pitching something to an investor, you don't want the investor to think that someone else could just come by and copy it because then why are they investing in you when it's either, either someone to copy it or they copy it themselves. Usually investors don't do that, but they have teams of software engineers. And so if they have an idea, if you give them an idea and they don't want to use you um, or they don't want to pay you the money, they could just have their software team create the same thing. Um, and so copyright wouldn't protect that if you just give them the idea and you don't actually show them, show them what the source code looks like. You need a patent to protect it, so that the investors can't copy it or if a competitor can't just come by and copy it. So it gives your product some kind of value, uh,
2: money-wise. And I don't know.
1: Do you guys use that uh, Bitcoin symbol or? Okay, I didn't know if you. I was thinking currency. So Bitcoin anyway. Um, yeah. So patents they they can be used offensively or defensively. Um, Like, so open source licensing is usually a defensive maneuver, though, depending what terms you have in there, it could be kind of more of an offense. Uh, There are other types of licenses. So you could do like royalties. So maybe based on the number of users that use the software, you could say, uh, you know, give me 15% of your revenue something like that. Um, Yeah, for defensive uses, uh, a lot of it uh i mean you could you could either sell it or license it to to somebody or you could have investors come on board or you could just have exclusive use uh on your own and just make sure that uh, people can't compete with you for a period of time um defensive uh cross licensing is where when you get sued for patent infringement you go back and you sue them as well so it kind of disincentivizes them from suing you and it kind of protects you where uh maybe they want like you know a hundred thousand dollars from you or something you could say well you also owe me a hundred thousand dollars let's just cut it even we don't Oh, neither of us owe each other anything. So a lot of company, what? Horse trading, okay. So we call it cross-licensing, uh, yeah, horse trading. Um, yeah, so a lot of companies do this uh, and they actually go, there's so many patents that big companies have that they don't have the resources to go through and actually see what the value is of every patent and whether they actually infringe every single one. So They'll say like, we have a hundred patents on this technology, you have a similar technology. Uh, are we really going to go through this huge fight of battling hundred patents? Um, and so they end up just unless they have like a really specific patent, like sometimes Apple sues Samsung or vice versa um, on like a very like key component. Um, otherwise, it's just it's not worth the resources. So a lot of the big companies they won't actually use them offensively; they just use them defensively so that way other big companies don't sue them. And so they actually go for quantity over quality, because they just want to say we have X number in that, that field. Uh, so the, the number right now in the industry is typically 500 per year. So they have 10,000 patents over a 20 year period. Uh, so another thing is yeah, so cross licensing or counterclaims, uh, similar concepts, and then uh, or open source I put into the defensive side, and that's how it's typically used. Um, the next slide. So. The parts of a patent, so I put these both on the same slide just to have less slides, but there's, there's parts of the patent and the patent process. So there's claims, which actually define the scope of the patent. So you describe what the invention is through the, what is called the uh, the, the, the so the, the detailed description. Sometimes they call it de- detailed description of the drawings, but you have images that show what the, the patent does for software that's typically flowcharts. And so you'll have like step one and then like an arrow, step two, Know just kind of process of the way that the that the software works, um, and so you'll you'll have those images. Then you'll describe in detail how each one works, and so that's usually like ten to thirty pages of just describing all the ways that it works. And then uh, the claims at the very end, and they're much shorter, and it just describes based on your description what it is that you think the invention is and why it's different than what's. So, so
2: you can you
1: you can open source patents and so I'll get into that and when I get into the open source and all that, but there are ways that you can say, I will not sue you on my patent. Uh, you guys can invent off of this idea and you don't have anything to fear from, from me at least. Like someone else might have a patent on it and I can't speak for them, but you can say, if I have a patent on this, you guys can create Bitcoin off of it. Uh, anything like that. Typically, you'd include something that says, if you guys do invent off of this, don't sue me for patent infringement. Um, otherwise, our license is void and I'll sue you back. Um, so it's usually contingent on things like, yes, you can, you can use this technology, but as long as you do it in a fair manner. Uh, and like you don't try to like make money off of it or something like that. Sometimes they'll have that as a, uh, as a contingency. It's like, make sure you keep it open source for everyone. Um, i 'll get into that, but there are ways that you could say even if I have a patent i don 't want to impede this type of development um, and so that 's something like what what Elon does with the Tesla patents mostly and i 'll get to th- i 'll get to that but yeah, there are ways to be um, i guess a good soul and and still uh, have the patents useful at least for defensive purposes so the open source slides uh, i have these are the three that i 'll be going over the gPLs um, This is, they have version three as of uh, 2007. Um, That's, I'll I'll get into it, but I'm not a huge fan of the GPL. Uh, There's Apache and MIT. I've I've heard, I guess, MIT is the most popular right now. Um, It's also the simplest, and I don't prefer it over the Apache, but uh, like I said, I'll get into that in the next slide. As a, as a broader review, I'm sure you guys know what open source is. It just means that you can, you, it's a license that says you're allowed to use the software that I'm providing. So if you provide software on GitHub or something like that, you'd, you'd say, this is getting pretty loud. Um, anyone that uses this, uh, I won't come after you as long as you, usually as long as you don't come after me. And it's also, it'll have like a, a disclaimer that says there's no warranties to this. If it acts up, uh, I'm not liable. Uh, just use it at your, at your own um at your own risk. Um, but it just, it gives people reassurance that whatever they're using is not copyrighted. Typically it's most, is limited to copyright. Uh, they, they do have uh, disclaimers in there that get to patent rights as well. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of get into that. Um, so yeah, yeah, the second bullet, the, the, uh, the rights to use, distribute, or modify the source code. So not just you can use my source code, but you're allowed to actually make changes to it. And uh, you're allowed to redistribute it. And typically, if you redistribute it, they have a requirement, a license, that you include the license with the redistrib- redistribution. So anyone down the line that sees it knows that it does have that that requirement. Um, Okay, uh, so usually I think that this is found either at the bottom of the source code file that you're in, like the the, the disclaimer that this is subject to a license, it's either in the file itself, sometimes it's in a notice uh, folder or like a license folder or file. Um, I, I, I don't work with software much, uh, so maybe you guys know better where to find it. Do you have an idea where you usually find? Okay, and license usually? Oh, that's cool.
2: Top.
0: Yeah. So,
1: do you are you familiar which, with which ones are copyleft? Or do you just have to read through it to find out? Yeah. Colenso is copyleft. So you'll avoid it if you see that they have cleanser. uh, In this
0: case, it's it's it's
2: actually good.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Let's see. So yeah, I was gonna get into the copyright patent distinctions. Open source typically is a copyright um, functionality. where like, so actually you you can get around an open source a license if you just reword it usually and I, I don't I mean I don't mean just reword like simple words if you still have like the same I don't know it it's, it gets more challenging when you get to the fact issues because just changing a few words won't be enough but if you change enough it's not the same thing it's sort of like with music like someone will copyright their, their, their song that they wrote and now you heard that song you're like oh I kind of like the tune of that but how similar can you get to the tune without being copyright infringement and so it's definitely a fact issue. Um, the best way to get around copyrights of like a license that or like a some kind of software you're trying to use you don't like the license is uh, to have somebody include the same functionality without having seen the license. So for copyright infringement, you have to show that they had act they actually co- actual copying. So actual copying means that they saw it or they had act. It's a, it means that they saw it and they they copied it. So a lot of times you can't prove that someone saw it, but you can prove that, like based on the circumstances, cir- circumstantial evidence, that they had access to it and it's substantially similar. So access means maybe it's just publicly available and they would have seen it uh, based on their computer, or like maybe like the, I don't know, just that they had access to it and that it's super similar to it. But if you have someone that's working on a computer that restricts them from going on GitHub, or restricts them from actually being able to access those websites, you could say, well, they were using this computer, they, you know, they didn't have access to it, we restricted it. All we did was just we we looked at the, the source code, you know, the, the software engineers didn't, we looked at that source code, we came up with the ideas that were behind the source code, we conveyed it to them, and then they went off those ideas and drafted it completely on their own. That's... Okay. Okay. Literally, just the exact same thing. Where yeah. it's an important part. Yeah, they took apart the BIOS and then they excluded that software Right. to go out and recreate it. And then with the lawyers standing outside the door, so no one would. There you go. That that'll work. Yes, you just have to seclude the people that are going to be working on it and say they did not have access. And then now you have no copyright issues. You don't have to worry about the license. Mm-hmm but that won't get around patents. Patents do not require that you actually had access to it, that you actually saw the patent, nothing like that. As long as you perform the steps that are included in the patent claim, it doesn't matter if you had notice or not. So uh, that's one reason, if you want to prevent people from using your, your source code, you could put a patent on it and then they can't circumvent it by secluding. Um, yep. All right, we'll get to the, uh, the next slide, I think is where I start going over the, the, these three. Um, so I, I put little emojis based on my reaction or like blah, blah, blah. I don't know you call those non-modes anyway. Um, so the GPL, I really don't like it's copyleft, but it's the strictest that I know of of copyleft, where if you distribute source code. So it's copyleft general senses. If you if you use source code uh, that was that included the GPL license as part of it, then anything that you add on to it and that you use um, has to also be provided open source. You have to just you have to show someone the actual source code. Um, you can't just keep it proprietary, You can't keep it inside. You have to you have to republish whatever it is you add onto it. Some copyleft is stricter than others. The G- uh, GPL, if you add on to it in a different file, like maybe it's, it's not part of the core functionality, but you are running it. Like maybe it's just something that's like tangential to whatever it is that you are working on, but it has to be used together in order to have the software work. Everything that you have has, has to still be provided. Some copy lefts less strict where it's just whatever you add on to that file itself. So if you keep the, the GPL software on a different file, you're good. Um, but it's still, you have to be careful because whatever has GPL, it could, they call it infecting. It can infect all the rest of the work that you're doing. Um, and so yeah, the, the GPL was, uh, it was the Free Software Foundations uh, founded by Richard Stallman. Um, he, it, it all was formed based on what he called his manifesto and that made me nervous just hearing that word i was like is this <laughs> anyway i looked into richard, richard stallman he's not a communist um he's, he seems like a good guy really <laughs> no he's, he's a goofy guy I've, I've seen some of the videos i, I just I, I had to look into this guy after i heard about him i was like what is this guy all about but, <laughs> no he seems like a good guy and i hope that he listens in on this and he lets me rewrite his gpl because i have so many issues with it <laughs> Three. V3. Yeah, I think uh, I also read the notes of of the changes from V2 to V3. So I know some of the changes they made. And he said that he contacted two attorneys to help him with it. But I don't think that he actually allowed them to provide input um, based on the way that the GPL reads. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to roast him because I'm really hoping that um, one day I'll be able to rewrite the whole thing. Uh, Yeah, it's I, I wrote what? Oh, please connect me and then yeah we'll get, we'll get rid of that gpl and just completely restart it it's it's written so badly so it's written like it's a uh, like a novel not like a contract like it's supposed to be and then he's just like here's the policies that i want to push and then if you use any gpl you have to follow whatever policies i came up with but it doesn't have a normal contract language where you say party a has to do x party b has to do y and they have these obligations to each other um it's not word like that at all it's like here's here's my policy of my manifesto Um, follow it or get sued. And there was a lot of issues at first of whether this was even enforceable. They're like, is this even a contract? What is this? And I think that's still an issue in court. I mean, this was the version three was 2007. There were earlier versions before that, like from what I say, 1985 or so, or 1989. Um, You know, it was litigated for a while and I think it still is whether at least certain provisions in it are even enforceable, just because the way it's written is um, awful. Actually, the next slide, I won't go over it, but I have slide six and a half, which is just some of my first, issues with why i hate dpl license i'll just go over the first bullet actually uh yeah so the first bullet so they, it says in there states should not allow patents to restrict development and use of software so this is again a policy argument but also states have no say in patents Patents are federal so there's nothing a state could do to affect patent rights at all so i don't even know why he said this i was thinking maybe he said it because sometimes p- people refer to countries as like member states but then in the same page he mentions countries and there's no definition of member states. There are no member states. Um, so, yeah, he definitely meant to say states, like US states, and he didn't understand how patents are federal. So, that was one of my issues. There, there were a lot of um, issues. These are just some of them. Anyway, I won't get into it, but don't like the GPO. The MIT license is the most common. It's very short. The, the MIT, what I was trying to show is the MIT license is really short. It's just it's one paragraph, uh, or like two paragraphs, I guess, but it's, uh, it's, like, it's pretty much all the words that are on the slide. It's this, this long um issues i have with mit license if somebody sues you for patent infringement and they're using the source code that you provided on your license typically for open source licenses you could cancel their license because they're like you sued me on on your patent, or you sued me for copyright infringement for using some of your stuff and now you're, you're like you're not following the license terms and you're now like i can't so typically you, you can start you can sue them back you're like you're no longer protected under the license i can sue you for copyright and patent infringement um i can sue you back that kind of thing MIT license doesn't allow that. There are no exceptions to, or there's no way, way to terminate the license based on them not following the license. So if, if you provide source code out into the GitHub or something like that, and they start using it, um, they are allowed to use it. There's no way for you to say, sorry, I take that back. Um, okay.
2: Uh, well, uh, somebody got something, uh, and so they just like bounce somebody to do well. Uh,
1: Don't know the actual, like, oh. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see
0: it. Maybe yeah, we could talk it's about it after. Hard to explain. Okay, yeah, we could look at it maybe after, and then yeah, we could look at it now.
1: Um, so anyway, if you want to include an open source, I guess you guys probably already know. Uh, like, if you want to include a license, you just include something like uh, what it has here. I don't know if you can see that it has. Uh, copyright year, name of copyright owner, and then just this little disclaimer. And then for the Apache, you just include the URL. The MIT license is short enough that you don't even have to include the URL. You just include the whole thing, either at the bottom of each file, or I guess typically in a license folder. Um, yeah, and the reason I like the Apache more is it's actually written like a contract, like a really well-written contract. Um, and it uh, it allows you to void the contract you able to avoid the license if they sue you, so you could use it defensively yeah M- MIT doesn't allow that Apache does um, so you could say, yeah, as long as you use this fairly, you don't sue me. And I think it might also include if you sue other people that are included in the license, so like uh, you know, if I provide software based on a license and then you know one of you sues the other that uses the software, well now I can sue the person who's who sued
2: again, so. well yeah there's no
1: warranty so if uh if they use your software i mean sometimes there's there's, there's a uh I guess I can't pull it up there's a disclaimer that says uh if you know if you use the software and it does act up that you can't sue us for that it, yes yes, they all have that warranty at the bottom
0: mit that's like half of everything that they include is that warranty um so that you know which one has which license? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I had no idea.
1: These are the only three I looked into, and I just knew that Apache was written well. I I mean, I I read Apache just after I finished the GPL, so maybe I'm biased. I'm like, that was just so much different. Um, But yeah, Apache's not copyleft. It seems like a great one to use. It's very friendly to uh, the people who are using it. I think MIT is just so short, a, a ter- or sorry, software engineers don't like to read much. I think that might be part of it. And it, this is, it's very legal, uh, the way that it's written in Apache. I wish I could share, maybe I'll figure out later how to share the screen to show you it, but uh, it has like a defined term section, and then it has like, the sections are really broken out. The
0: MIT license is just like, it's literally just this much text. It's very easy just to see it, that's simple. Yes, I can look
2: into it after, okay. Um,
0: All right, I'll uh, I'll go to the next slide. Oh yeah, I already did that. Um, So I I came up with these
1: images on on mid-journey just to show the pros and cons of why you'd want to use open source. Um, Just like, you know, God feeling really good and really good. Yeah, the mid-journey I'm really impressed with. I'm like, it's pretty much the same guy, just in different scenarios. So pros, altruism, you could say I am the best, Um, I am, just helping people all the time um, you could kind of become the platform like for things so Android did this where Android open-sourced their software and now there's so many things that build off of Android and Android is all over the place um, because they open source and allowed other people to build onto onto it um, you could set the terms for the license you could if you you could even create your own license uh, you don't have to use one of the, the standard ones and so you could have a contingent on anything or I mean if it's open source you wouldn't be asking for money or something but you could say like as long as you use it for Bitcoin and not Ethereum or any other shit coins right because you guys hate shit coins here um so you say this is Bitcoin only yeah you guys start using it for Doge or something uh the license is void and we're going to sue you you could use it on a license you can get creative um, yeah yeah I know, this, I know it's not your style but like it depends or you could say as long as it's not used for like Y Combinator startups or something like if you guys don't like the Y Combinators you can say you guys can't use my stuff but if you're not a Y Combinator you you can't use
0: my stuff you mean you, you... okay yeah if you want to use copy left that would keep them away just is that you're thinking you'll use copy left you love copy left wait I think you said your prior proprietary code so Yeah, no, I, I get that. So if they make changes to it or anything they have to give back to you, that makes sense. So So, I mean, no, GPL has that. Yeah, GPL, you can,
1: yeah. Yeah, it does have that in GPL. Yeah, I guess I should include that in the bullets. I was just kind of going through my thoughts. Yeah, GPL definitely has that. Um, yeah, GPL is very um, strong. Uh, the, the problem with it is if you want other people to build on it, they'll be more reluctant to use your, your software to build on because they'll see the GPL and they're like, well, we do have some proprietary, proprietary stuff, even if you don't. So they'll be like, let's just find something else that does something similar that we don't have to have
0: the GPL for. So if you really want everyone to use it, you wouldn't include copyleft because then. Okay.
2: And they have their copyleft. Okay. Yeah. They had to provide everything. Yeah, they'd the, the, the probably end up doing
1: is uh, just removing that entire section of code and restarting it. they yeah, they wouldn't want to comply Better than giving away all their software. <laughs> so yeah, if you if you want people to actually use it, um I don't I don't know. People more be more reluctant if you use copyleft. Even if you don't care. Um, okay, so cons. If you use open source, you're not making any money off licensing it because uh, you're providing it for free, of course. Um, you can be out-competed. So maybe you put all this effort to actually writing this, the software and then other people could just copy and paste it and now they're at the level playing field as
0: you. You've seen that a lot. Oh. I, uh, foundation. Okay, and is that an issue do you think that you'd want to avoid? Uh,
2: Yeah, yeah, open source is great, but right. that's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like, you have to do it. Now think it. not think So there's two are not okay. came out. So what was the whole uh, thing about it?
1: i mean anytime someone uses a file from github they're getting an advantage so like you could have made money off of it or you could have been ahead of them because you already have this done um so you're giving other you're giving your competitors an advantage anytime you open source something although like you said it could help you as well because they could say hey change these things and it's more efficient or yeah it's good especially
0: if other people do it if everyone in the community is doing open source then it's going to help everyone You said it's called Colenso. How do you spell that? I'm gonna look that one up. Okay, I'll, I'll look that one up after, and then uh, if it's if it's if it's, if it's Yeah, it just depends how many people you want actually
1: building on it, right? So like, they'll be, if they say it's copy left, they might not even touch it. They're like, we're not even gonna read this because
2: it's not worth it. The...
0: Well, I mean, when you start building a software, you wanna know what you're,
1: you're including in there. So maybe as you open up software files to say, hey, am I gonna be copying this from GitHub or any of the others? Um, does it have copy left? Do we want to have something left proprietary, or do we want all of our source code out there for anyone to copy? Yeah, if you don't want any copy left,
0: make sure that anytime you open up a file, if it has copy left, don't even read it. It's not worth not worth your time. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to include the so- the, the source code into your, into your work, and then find out later that you used something that was copy left, and then it's much harder to extract that code and or to try to
2: get around it somehow. It's stepping harder later on.
0: OK. That's the ethos of Bitcoin. There must be something proprietary, right? Aren't you guys trying to make some kind of profit? No? But can't someone just copy all your code and create their own service? So you're just hoping that everyone in the Bitcoin community Okay. Well, it still seems risky because you could just find
1: one smart guy who wants to just copy it and make some money.
2: There's a project that I like called Speak CRM and it's based on another project called Ship CM and stuff. And they have an open source version. I'm not sure what device they have an open source version. It just essentially retired it and that community version was taken up by another. company, They upgraded it, basically service level the facilities. In order, to the code was free, but if you wanted to do like upgrades to it, okay. okay. I don't know
0: if that's knowing what they're doing. It makes it harder to modify, is what you're saying? Okay.
1: that's why you have a lot
2: of not I'm really talking about it, and then they'll just launch, and then and people will copy. You'll see a lot of that happen. Big project will get announced, big funding, so over and over and over again. That's it. Okay.
0: Yeah, especially if you wanna modify it. If you're not just using it exactly the way it was used, you're gonna to wanna to know why it's, yeah, it makes sense.
1: Okay, so you can not still keep like the know-how proprietary, maybe just like the internal
0: comments version. You could uh, keep proprietary and just open source the source code without the notes. Okay. Huh. All right, well, so there are some reasons maybe you wanna open source everything
1: but yeah yeah it might not work for all industries too i feel like some they might they might not need to, mo- to modify as much
2: okay right a
0: lot of uh Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, you guys
1: think that they're, like, incompatible, but I guess you you could not, I mean, not completely open source, copyleft everything, and you you could keep some stuff proprietary, and then maybe
0: still can contribute to the society without telling them everything. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead and share all the ideas. I'll put it on the mic. um so some of
1: the cons uh circumvention i already talked about you can get around source code um you could reword it uh also uh if someone were to copy your source code and then republish that same source code without the license they are violating your license by doing that but the people down the, down the line don't know that they won't see the copyright license included in there because the people you know people above them didn't include it when they republished it so there's a risk that Further down people don't know that it's licensed and then you kind of lose out that way you won't have that hundred fifty thousand dollar notice uh statutory damages you just have two hundred dollars which is not much of a disincentive um, I mean, there's different issues i guess um you could also like i said undesired unexpected users maybe you, you didn't know that um your competitor is going to be jumping in on this um yeah i guess that uh we'll go to the next slide So why file a patent on uh, software you plan to open source? Uh, Here's some just key points. You could protect the non-open source versions of software. So maybe you do want to have an open source version, and then you fix the code, make it more efficient, or do something else with the code, and you want to keep that proprietary. So people in the industry can have the functionality, but maybe not the efficiency or something like that. You can can keep that protected with patent. you could also force competitors to to follow the license terms so get around the circumvention um uh, you've leverage if you get sued this is what I was talking about with cross licensing um, and then yeah you also have leverage to force competitors to provide their proprietary software as open source so you could say hey we're going to sue you guys unless you provide yours open source as well so you keep all the competitors in the same playing field as you uh patents are yeah, mostly just leverage mechanism so you on an even playing field if you fall behind or it helps um, make sure that everyone else is contributing equally okay so this is where i get into tesla stuff there's a lot on this slide i kind of underlined what i thought was important Uh, so this it all comes from tesla's website what they say about open source Uh, i won't make you guys squint to read this car i could i could read it okay so they say uh, electric car, pro- This is, I guess maybe in uh, Elon's words, I don't know who wrote this, but it sounds like him. He goes, electric car programs or programs for any vehicle that does, doesn't burn hydrocarbons at the, at the major manufacturers are small to non-existent, uh, constituting an average of far less than 1% of total vehicles. So he's saying electric vehicles are so uncommon that their main competitor is in other electric vehicle companies or people who are going to get into electric vehicles, their main competitor is these uh, Car companies that have gas or diesel and so he's, he's like we need to get all the ev companies together in order to beat the gas cars we don't need to compete against other evs and so he's thinking that they kind of already have a monopoly on this and uh they're not he's not worried about competition um he's worried about just making sure that his industry does okay so he's trying to pr- promote everyone i guess sort of like bitcoin right you guys are all trying to make sure that bitcoin is adopted and you want to make sure everyone in bitcoin does well so that would make sense uh, he also says, uh, it is impossible for Tesla to build electric cars fast enough. Uh, the market is enormous. Our, tr- our true competition is not the small trickle of non-Tesla electric uh, cars being produced. So that's like what i was saying. He's not, he's not worried about other EVs. He just wants to make sure that that Tesla is successful and all the other EV companies. He says, the market's enormous. There's no issue with competition. Um, Tesla's pledge. He said... Tesla pledges that it will not initiate a lawsuit against any party for infringing a Tesla patent so long as such party is acting in good faith. So the first part sounds like, oh, you can use our patents, right? Yeah, we will not sue any party for infringing a Tesla patent, uh, but you have to act in good faith. So here's how he defines good faith. Uh, companies have not asserted a patent against them or against a third party that uses technologies and EVs. So if you start suing EV companies, even if you don't sue Tesla, your license to his patents are void, he can start suing you as well. Um, so anything that hurts the EV industry as a whole, he can come after you for, with his patents. So I guess now just a Bitcoin, someone starts suing people in the Bitcoin space, you find out that they're following one of your patents. You don't like that they're hurting the Bitcoin space. You go ahead and start suing them even though they haven't sued you. So good policy for them. The next thing, um, if you have challenged any of uh, Tesla's patents, uh the license is void now they can start suing you so don't try to invalidate tesla's patents there's There's different mechanisms for invalidating patents um, and so they that's another uh, marketed or sold any knockoff products of a Tesla product um so mar- usually when i think of knockoff products that's more of a trademark issue so maybe you provide something that looks like tesla's product or something that um you say is, is like tesla but cheaper or something or you try to this this one seems like it's really broad and big so this might just be that anyone and we i mean what do you define as a knockoff product right is it just a competitor is it are all competitors to tesla knockoff um I think that he's using it just as more of like a trademark thing, where you start using products and you say this is Tesla equivalent or something. Um, but it does seem broad. So I don't know when he's going to start asserting patents. So far, I haven't seen, I haven't, I haven't looked too hard, but I haven't seen uh, Tesla's lawsuits. I know that Tesla keeps getting sued. And so in Tesla's lawsuits where it gets sued, it will have cross-claims. So in it's, it's cross-claims in the suit, and it might lead to cross-licensing. But Tesla definitely does have patents. They file patents all the time. Um, I have a link here. I don't know if it'll open on this presentation. Yeah, it won't open in the presentation. Um, link says that they have uh,
0: 1,300 results for patents right now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, there we go.
1: Okay. Yeah, so this is. Uh, let me just show you how to do a patent search real quick, just so you guys know in case you want to see the patent world. I go to patents.google.com. Um, and then you could just search in here something like uh, car. Let's see car stuff. And then you could s- click in the top. I don't know, you could see that they have um, like a little button right there that looks like a uh, like a stylus. Click that, And you could edit whatever you want. So signee. I could put Tesla. Sir, uh, and then it has. Well, this has two thousand results, but anyway, that's how you'd find it. You could click on one of the patents. This is illumination apparatus for vehicles is the first one. Uh, download pdf this is what patents would actually look like um so right here you have Can you see this all right i'm circling here's the list of inventors they have four inventors on this one the applicant is tesla motors Uh, it has an abstract on the first page and then a representative image Uh, this is one of the drawings then it'll have many drawings after that so you'll see all the different drawings Uh, but just show what the image would what it would look like and then all these little uh annotations will be described throughout um, the detailed description, which comes after, I'm scroll down after all these drawings. So here's the detailed description. Uh, so it has a technical field, um, description of related art, summary, brief description of the drawings, and then we get into the detailed description of the drawings. And so this will be many pages. And then at the very end, we have the claims. And so this one has sixteen claims. Uh, the first claims in independent claim. There's independent claims and dependent claims. Dependent claims depend on the independent. Uh, typically you have three independent claims and 20 claims total, because that's what you get for free whenever you file. After that, they charge you for each independent claim and each dependent claim. Uh, but it looks like they only use two independent claims. We have claim one and claim 11. Um, so I'm going to read through that just an illumination module for use in a door handle for a vehicle comprising an illumination source a first light pipe, a second light pipe and they have details about what that includes so anyway i can get into more specific ones for bitcoin or anything that's relevant to you guys but this is just the first tesla patent that came up what i was trying to show you guys earlier is this is the mit license this is how short it is so it's very easy to read through the apache license uh actually looks like a contract it has um you know definition of terms uh grant a patent license uh, copyright. As you scroll down, I mean everything's organized pretty well. And at the bottom, it shows you how to include this. You just include this little section that says copyright and all that detail. But it's very straightforward. The uh, GPL, by contrast, is this—it's well, written like a novel of policy considerations. It doesn't say who the parties are. There's like not a definition of terms term section. They also have the sections—they uh, don't really make sense to me. They'll talk about patents in a non-patent section um i'll have, I have a lot of issues with it i just won't go into it anyway um so yeah tesla has uh okay so i said it oh so let me show you this right here it says tesla.com slash legal slash additional resource uh number patent lists this is where they include the their open open source patents the patents they allow you to copy uh because they said they'll will not initiate a lawsuit against any party for infringing a Tesla patent. And this is where it lists those those patents. And so this is actually not all of their patents. So they'll say, you know, we won't sue you for infringing our patents. But here's the list of patents that are included in that. And it's 361 patents out of there's what I think. I think they have 766 US patents right now. So it's like uh, was a little less than half of their patents are included in that. Maybe they just haven't updated it in a while and they need to do that. but I thought it was weird that they didn't include all of their patents on that list. Maybe they're keeping some proprietary and they're saying, we'll sue you on this no matter what. I, I don't think that Tesla's that kind of company. I, I mean, I think most big companies just don't go out and, and file a bunch of lawsuits. Usually they, the big companies use them defensively. But, uh, interesting. Okay, so last page. Let's see. These are uh, some of the examples I, I looked up just quickly, just because I thought they may be more interesting to you than just looking at Tesla's patents. One of th- a couple of them are about LLM models, like ChatGPT. A couple are about uh, generative AI, like MidJourney. I have just brief descriptions. So like one of them's uh, narrowing of output options for an LLM model. Another one's adjusting the score of an LLM model based on look-ahead values. Um, for generative AI, one of them's emerging images based on style of one of the images, modifying an image based on a template where the template is derived from search criteria and corresponding images. So it's kind of, my my summary is pretty much what I I see is generative AI. Uh, And then the blockchain one I found is more of an IoT thing. They use blockchain devices for IoT and it doesn't seem very useful, but there's a company off of it. And so maybe they are making money. If if any of these are interesting, I could look into those. Otherwise I could try a search and try to find some patents that are more relevant in case you guys want to see what they they look like and all that,
2: otherwise that's the presentation.